Hey guys, I'm Whitney. And I'm Kylie. Welcome to the Midwest Farm Wives Podcast. We are two millennial farm wives raising lots of littles, figuring out how to run ag businesses with our husbands, learning, loving, and living life day by day in America's heartland. If you landed here, you can expect uplifting positive real talk about being a farm wife, mom, and being a woman in agriculture, conquering all God gives us. We are so excited you're traveling on this back road with us. Hello, friends, and welcome back to episode 12, the one where mental health matters. How are you, Whit? Good. How are you? I'm good. It's early. It is early, but this is this is going to be a good topic, I think. We have so much to talk about today, and we'll dive right in right after our recap. What'd you do this week? You know, I didn't do much, and it felt good. I caught up on my house, but it felt good to not do much. It's crazy that we've already been two weeks since we talked about finishing up harvest. I know. Yeah. So on on the farm, Bart started strip tilling with anhydrous. So that's, and the, the other two guys are like cleaning everything up. So I'm just back to being a domestic goddess. Yeah. And the weather's been crappy. Yeah. Our weather has been crappy until yesterday. It was beautiful and I loved it. It's so funny. You're so far away that we get like the, we get the next day of what you had. You know what I mean? Like you had it that one day and then we get it. Like it was so cold yesterday and the day before and you were having sixties and I was so jealous. I know. And I think it's supposed to be 60 today. That's going to be beautiful. Ah, I think we're like, we're going to get to 40, but still that's not like go out in your coat and play really. No. So how about you? What's your recap? Um, I had the opportunity last two weeks to speak at, um, on a couple producer panels and that was really fun. I mean, fun, relatively speaking, I enjoyed it. I like speaking. So that's, that was fun to me. Um, one was about telling our story in the pork industry and how that's changing and how, um, we have to be a good neighbor in our community, but then also really promote the industry outwardly because people don't understand pork production or farming even. So So that was right up my alley. Is that through your Missouri pork board that you're on? I'm not on the board, um, but I, that was through Missouri, the Missouri Pork Association. Okay. Yes. Um, Jordan served on the board for about six years and then that now they just reelected new officers, but um, no, I'm not on the board. Okay. Gotcha. Um, then I got to speak at our bank, at our FCS um, event with the young farmer, um, like their members, their lenders that actually are in, across the nation. So there are people from Oregon. Connecticut. Actually, I talked to somebody who knew, I think one of your brother-in-laws over from Western Kansas. I bet I know. Um, Just knew the name. He knows everyone. (laughs) Is Brady? Is that? Yeah. Yeah. So um, she came up to me and was like, oh yeah, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, I'm sure that's it. There's four brothers. Yep. And Brady's always, he knows everyone. That's what we always joke. He like knows everyone and everything about everything. Yeah. Yeah. I when think you said that, do, that's, that was my first guess was Brady. I think it had to do with AI and cows. Does that sound right? Yeah. So he works for ABS <laughs> and he actually was the top seller of semen last year. So. Wow. What yeah. a small world, right? That's, that was cool. Yeah. That's funny. And so he, we got to talk up there and that was a really good experience too, to talk about how we see the future of even like the relationship of young farmers and bankers is going to go because that relationship, all relationships are changing and that's due to technology and how we communicate. And so I had fun with that too. We got to go to St. Louis, Jordan and I. 
other than that, we've just been hanging out. Um, the guys are putting on fertilizer and starting anhydrous. It's kind of that part where like our ground's not cold enough. And so it's like run anhydrous. Jordan went out and ran anhydrous at like 10 PM last night to get a couple tanks off because the ground was like hard enough. How is your guys's supply there right now? It's okay that that I know of. Last year, we foresaw, is that a word? Foreseen. Um, foreseen. We, we knew there was going to be a shortage in the spring because no one got any on in our area. And so that's when we chose to do um, like a dry, for, dry nitrogen, like urea. Um, and it was just hard. It wasn't, there's a bottleneck somewhere in that anhydrous system. Um, but I don't think we are having any currently. So Bart, he got one circle done and then they they already ran out, but I think everybody's, you know, we're the same way. We didn't get any in the fall. So I think everybody's trying to do it at once. So then yeah. yesterday he's like, go prepay. We need to make sure that we have this for the fall. I saw you say you had to prepay and that's uh, such a big check to write. I know. And that's what, so then I saw on the contract when I signed it, I'm like, um, it's up December 30th. Are you planning on doing this all this fall? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Let's pray the weather stays nice. Right. Okay, so let's dive right into this. Today, we are going to talk about mental health awareness, and we want to start the conversation by saying, Whitney and I, our our goal today is to bring awareness to the, the issue. Awareness, and maybe let someone out there know that they are absolutely not alone. You know, we say that all the time, but this is for sure one of those topics that everyone I feel on some level experiences it, whether it's mom guilt, you know, I consider that mental stuff, mom guilt up to the most severe amount of depression, whichever level you are feeling stuff, it is just as important because it's something you're having to battle. Yeah, I agree. I definitely think there are different like levels of mental, you know, anxiety and depression, PTSD, all of those things. Our goal today, though, is just to talk about it and maybe offer um, some like resources that you could go to, but know that we are not counselors. And if you're having trouble, we'd be happy. I mean, you know, we, we, we're happy to bounce ideas off of as far as anything in life, like social media or your farming. Um, If you feel comfortable to talk to us about it, that's fine. But understand that we are not counselors and we would be happy to forward you on to some, you know, the the hotlines and things like that but we are not counselors right right so let's just do it okay well i know that i know that you don't really ever struggle with anxiety or depression right i don't like i'm on that i'm on that outside bubble and so learning about all of this stuff was very eye-opening to me I'd like to think that I am empathetic with people who have issues because we, we have issues in our family, other, you know, like separate, like um, physical disabilities and whatnot. But as far as mental health goes, I am on the outside of the bubble looking in. Right. Which is a blessing. Yeah, absolutely. And so me, I didn't really, I, after Layton had baby blues, I'm not going to call it full-blown postpartum depression, mm-hmm. but I struggled after her. And for quite a while I did, but I didn't, you know, I was one of those people, I'm going to say this, that I thought my problem was so small that I tried to brush it off. And I think that made it worse. So that's when I say, no matter how small or large your problem or thing you're dealing with is, please know it's important and it matters. And you should, you should do something about it. And, and just on a, 
like a daily basis, not daily, I don't struggle with it, but you know, I have OCDs in my house and then that can give me anxiety. As far as depression, I'm not a depressed person, so I'm very blessed in that aspect. I do, as you saw my post yesterday on Instagram, hate winter. Wait, I'm not going to say that anymore. Winter is just my least favorite season. Yeah. And so I kind of struggle with not being able to get outside every day or that's the main thing. Really just having cabin fever kind of gets in my mental status. But as far as anything else, I don't struggle real super bad and I'm super blessed with that. But I understand that a lot of people do. I... I, the closest thing that I can relate to anyone who has something, you know, mentally where they, you know, aren't able to appropriately like deal with their emotions and their feelings. And when I say appropriately, like how conventionally we think we should uh, deal with emotions, but I understand that, that that's not something that they can control. So the only thing that I have had close enough to this is a little bit of a touch of baby blues. And it was not, it was not full on post partum depression, but after Rhett, there was a period of about six to eight months, particularly during harvest, that I thought because I stayed home, because I didn't have to go to work, that I should be able to handle this one child by myself. And I wasn't sleeping and I wasn't eating right. And I wasn't coping with my emotions whatsoever. And so I cried a lot. I, I lashed out a lot. I did not even understand that I was having such um, overwhelming feelings. Like I didn't understand when I was in the moment, but like the farther I got out from that time, the more I looked back and was like, whoa, something was going on right. with and my like, how- hormones and like my emotions. And um, that's the closest I've been to like being able to relate. Yeah. And that's how I was with Leighton. And then, so that's, I think that's why I kept trying to brush it off because I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm too strong for this. I don't cry. I don't you know, the mm-hmm. normal, cause I'm a pretty tough girl. So I don't, I don't cry on a normal basis. I'm not a crier, I guess. So then I just kept thinking like, okay, you just got to stop, which I, you know, you can't do. Right. It's your hormones or, you know, imbalance in your brain or so. Yeah. Um, I, I will say one more thing, and this is very much opening up when Jordan and I first got married and we were expecting our first child in August of 2014. And so we were going to have it the next spring. And my best friend was pregnant a week away from me. And we, um, you know, got really excited. I started all those hidden Pinterest boards and, um, I mean like super stoked. I was 23. I mean, I was young and, um, it, our 10 week appointment, we went to my normal OBGYN and got our scan and I could tell she looked concerned. And sure enough, we had had a miscarriage. It was actually called a missed miscarriage. So the, the baby had died at six weeks inside and had not, I had not fully miscarried. Like I was not aware of that. So for four weeks, I was carrying around this sweet little baby that I did not know wasn't alive anymore. And this is really deep and I'm really sorry. It's okay. <laughs> and so I remember, and then I, so I had to have a DNC. Um, and that's something that my husband and I, like, I don't think Jordan had registered with it fully because he wasn't carrying the kid. And like, he just, he's the dad, right? Like until they're really like, you're really big or they're born. I don't think that maybe at least I'm speaking for Jordan that he related with the baby as much. Right. I remember the first like few weeks after that, I went through like the, the stages of like anxiety and grief. Gr- very much grief, like 
first I just wanted to be done with the whole pregnancy. And so I wanted to get in and have a DNC as quickly as possible. Well, first it was like denial, like, no, this isn't really true. Let me get a second opinion. Well, it was true. You know, then it was get it, you know, be done with it. And then it was, let's get pregnant again. Like why, you know, why do I have to wait two months? And that two months was really long. And I Googled everything under the sun and said, that's, I'm not going to be able to relate to someone with serious issues, but that was one other time that like, those are the two times and they both related with motherhood. So like, that's just two single issues. I'm, I'm so blessed in other aspects, but like motherhood can wear on you. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like mom, I think anything as small as mom guilt or anything like that is just as important as the bigger things. I also, before we jump into this, like I'm, we're talking and we don't, we have an outline, but we're just kind of rolling with the punches here. I also want to add after that miscarriage. So when I was able to talk about it, because we had like told people that we were expecting, not like big open public announcement, but enough people like my sisters knew and my husband's sisters knew and our family, people came out of the woodwork like, oh, I had a miscarriage or, oh, my sister did, or, you know, you never knew about with it. So not a talked about topic miscarriage. I mean, that's not what we're talking about today, but I think that resonates with mental health also is that we are really starting to talk about it and it's it's important to talk about. Well, people think it feels better just to keep it in when in reality, if you talk about it just like that, there's people that you don't even realize that struggle with the same things. And I appreciated it because I could see that they went on to have another kid or they went on to continue to be happy if they couldn't have another kid, like they got through it. And so that helped me to be like, okay, this is just a period in my life. I need to talk about it as much as I can. And, you know, if I needed to seek professional help, I would have, I wasn't there. Um, but it did help to talk about it with other women and even just more with my husband and let him know that like, I'm not okay. Right. It was a season. Okay. So let's, so we, do you want to talk about men, all those men and their horrible feelings? Yeah. But you have a statistic here that I want to say, cause I think it's really good. Okay. Um, it says the National Farmers Union in 2016, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, released a study suggesting that those in farming, fishing, and forestry occupations experienced a rate of suicide that was nearly five times that of general population. That statistic has widely gotten larger, including by NFU and tracked by previous research, a University of Iowa study indicated that between 1992 and 2010, Farmers and ranchers had a rate of suicide that was on average 3.5 times that of the general public. That is a scary statistic. So scary. And I went on to read on this, this statistic online at the National Farmers Union website that the triple F, you know, farming, fishing, and forestry included ag workers, but it did not include self-employed farmers, ranchers, or self-employed farm managers. Which so I wasn't- I, I agree. I, I need to reread the whole entire article. I know everywhere I looked up, the farming suicide rate was staggeringly higher than others. It's heart-wrenching. I think the whole suicide rate and is rising in the United States. It especially did there in like the late 2000s and the early teen 2000, you know, to 2015, which is not long ago, but I, I think it's all rising as a whole, but like farmers by far are are higher than everyone else. And that's, that's so sad. It is sad. So in a neighboring town to here, just this last summer, they had two teenagers commit suicide. Like I'm talking junior <sighs> hires, not teenagers, like seventh graders. Adolescents. Mm-hmm. 
do they know why? I believe one was getting bullied and I'm not uh, absolutely sure. And actually our interviewer, our interviewee today, she's from that hometown. So that's ultimately why she wanted to reach out and share her story. Good. So I'm, I'm good. looking forward to some, like, I'm, I'm just looking forward to that. Yeah. So yeah, why do we think, the men. yeah. Why do we think that this is happening in men in farming? Like why, you know, women, our emotions are like, whoa, all over the place. But like, why are men having such a hard time? I'm going to say from a farming standpoint, because I see what happens, the load they have to carry of like everything, you know, the stress, the finances, the pressure to, to do all the things, you know, same thing that women sometimes feel, but like the pressure to support your family, to support you know, other families, if you have hired men, um, there's just a lot of aspects that carry on the load of a farmer's shoulders. Yeah. Those things that you said, I think that has to do with any like business owner too, because you're controlling, like you're the breadwinner likely for your family. So you're paying for everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, most likely some people have off the, a lot of women have off the farm jobs and some men do even as well. But in our situation, Whitney and I is like, Bart and Jordan have the load. I mean, yeah, like you're paying for everything. So I'm sure that yeah. stress is unbearable sometimes when it's really hard. I think that the, the long hours probably take a toll, the loneliness, like being isolated for so many. And we have seven people that work on our farm. And so isolated might not be the right term as far as like they see other people and they talk to other people and like where I'm around, our family's around, but like, it's isolating in the feelings. Mm-hmm. And I think that men, especially, I'm going to speak out of term because I don't know this for sure, but they don't talk about things. No way. They don't like to share their feelings. And so then I think bottling it up, that can be, you know, sitting on a tractor for 12 hours a day and that's all you're doing is letting your mind run. That could be really detrimental to someone's mental health. Well, and not being able to cope with all of those emotions, like you said, like not being able to like express your feelings and then not being able to cope with them. Stress. Like I know Jordan is stressed often. I think he does a good job that I can tell, right. Coping with his feelings. Um, just, but that's in his personality. Like that's in his genetic makeup to be super laid back and let stuff roll off his back. I'm over here. Like if that were me dealing with all of that, I would have lost my mind already. Well there, and there's a large majority, majority of people that cannot handle it that way. Yeah, I know. That's, and I think that's, that's, that's this, like, that's why we're talking about this. And another thing with men would be, um, too many irons in the fire trying to do a lot. Or if you have an off the farm job and trying to do that, that would be really hard. And the family pressure of like, if you're a generational farm, even if you're just like a first gen and you're supporting your family, but I want to speak from like a, you know, fourth, fifth generation farmer here we do have a lot of pressure and I think this speaks across the board to continue that legacy, not even from our in-laws. Like if we said right now, we don't want to do that. I think we would find a way to get through it. if We don't want to farm, but we do. And so we feel that pressure of like Jordan's grandpa built this up and now Jordan's dad worked and his mom worked so stinking hard to build this beautiful legacy. And like, we don't want to mess it up. And that pressure is weighing as well. Right. I can. Yeah, I imagine so. 
And ours is just to make it. (laughs) Well, but yeah, but that's not that I'm not negating that at all because that's a huge pressure as well. Where I'm just talking, this is just a different type of pressure. Like we have other benefits because we are generational farmer that you don't maybe have access to. We have different, like different pressures too. Do you know what I mean? Like we're so alike, but it's good and pros of this and good and, you know, good and bad and good and bad. Right. But all those feelings matter because they're our own. Yeah, I agree. And I think too, one last thing is that men work so hard. They work so hard on the farm and women do too. Well, it's not, not, I mean, women work their butts off too, but they work so hard over time. And then to fail because of something either they can't control like commodity prices or weather and, or even just if they fail because maybe they mismanaged or didn't proactively manage. That's when you um, get beaten into the ground. Yeah. And there, it's, it's like, there's warning signs of saying like, maybe you shouldn't plant this many acres next year, or maybe you should stop this aspect, or maybe you should get out completely. And that mentality of like, just one more year, just one more year, we can get it back. We can get it back. And sometimes that hole gets bigger and that pressure gets higher. And like, no one wants to be a failure. Mm -mm. That's a huge um, disappointment factor, I guess. I mean, that can be more mentally detrimental than some things too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I really hope, I'm just going to side note this, I really want to promote this for men to listen to as well, because I think this could be really good for some guys to listen to. Yeah, I think it's going to be like, it's going to cross over. Like it's women like a total gonna... unisex episode. Yeah, and I, I'm going to, this is exciting, so listen till the end. I reached out to our Instagram followers and just asked if anyone had any experience with mental um, issues or has experienced knowing someone with mental issues. And there's one that I'm going to say right now, don't worry, no names are being dropped, but this, um, nice woman wrote, I haven't personally experienced mental issues, but it's extremely hard watching your farmer go through it. And I think that it says exactly where we are right now. in this is that it's happening. There's not one thing you can say to fix it. And Mm -hmm. that's the scary part. And it's a real issue. Yeah. You can't get out. You can't go away from your own mind. You can't Mm -hmm. take a break and go, you know, go golfing or you can't get out of your own mind. It's always there. And so that's, what's scary about this. Yes, it is. Some feelings. This is Whitney and I were just brainstorming. These are just some like hot topic feeling words that we as outsiders associate with depression, anxiety, things like that. So loneliness, isolation, Worry, anxiety, depressed, overwhelmed. Can you think of anything else? No, but those are all really, I mean, those all can, you know, overwhelmed could also mean exhausted, not getting enough sleep. Mm -hmm. All those things could kind of piggyback off of other things. Yeah. We, you know, women, women can be, um, you know, the farm wife. If you're a farmer and you're a woman, I'm sure you feel all of these pressures. I can't imagine. Um, But especially when the farmer is farming, women take on a whole different role in their life. You're always the person who takes care of all those little things in the house and your kids' day-to-day stuff. But when your farmer is completely gone, you take it over on like another level. You're doing it all. Yeah. Because even just honestly, like the last two days, Bart's made it home by 7.30, which is very Mm -hmm. unnormal for us, you know, when it's been busy. And just like helping with bedtime and stuff, it's been like a giant weight lifted off of my shoulders. And, you know, it wasn't, I wasn't like having issues with it, but it just feels nice to like, ah, be able to breathe and like have help. 
Oh yeah. And the, I agree. I could not agree more. Gosh dang. I'm so thankful when Jordan's here for bedtime, like he came home last night, put the kids to bed and then went back out to work. And I was just one that was because it was the ground needed to freeze, but I was grateful that he chose to do that because he could have just worked in the shop until it was time to run anhydrous tanks. I'm like so thankful that he was there to like one kid, just, he puts one kid down and it right. was a, I'm so thankful for that. Yeah. I think too, women have this mentality and men do too, trying to be the best at everything, having too many balls in the air, um, do, doing too many things. Whitney, we talk about this often about how we feel like we're like, yeah, yeah, going, going hard, hard. And then all of a sudden the air it gets deflated from our balloon and we're overwhelmed and we, we just can't be the best at everything. Like that's just no. reality. Yeah. And then <clears throat> I know we talked about this this week, but you try to do so many things that you aren't really giving your hundred percent effort in every aspect. So then you feel like you've failed in some of those areas when really you've just kind of overworked or over put things on your plate. Yeah. I think women are very guilty of that. I mean, men are too, but I know as a mom and a wife, I do that all the time. And there's that word. I don't, I I think guilt is the word that applies mostly to women. I think that is like a, I I mean, I think men have guilt also, but if we're going to pick one word for women, it's like guilt and like anxiety. Mm -hmm. I agree. I, I think that correlates. I think that correlates with like our, just our want to care for others. The maternal instinct. Yeah. Just remember, you cannot pour from an empty cup. So if you are feeling empty, like you're doing too many things, you have too many balls in the air, you cannot, um, you cannot manage to, you're, you know, you're feeling overwhelmed. You can't manage to do all of these things at the same time. You can't help anyone else if you feel that way. No, you can't. And you're only going to get worse. Yeah. I, I personally have let myself do this after harvest and well, you know, last week we really didn't talk much and I just get quiet when I don't really feel great mentally. And so I started working out again and I've been listening to podcasts every day and I feel so much better and waking up before my kids. Like that's a huge thing for me is having a little time for myself. I know. I agree. I love waking up early. I didn't go to bed early enough last night and I'm like running behind today and I'm already just like my day's not starting the way I wanted it to. You're getting anxious about it. Yep. So mental health is just as important as physical health. Like we just said, working out, um, it mental illness is a disease that has treatment. And so there is help out there. If you, you or your farmer or anyone, you know, has any of the warning signs of you know, the big bad things that we don't like to talk about. Yeah. The scary things. Help. Don't be ashamed. Get help or just talk to someone. Just talking to someone may help so much. Yeah. I think there, it's one of those things that we absolutely can treat in one way or the other. Okay. There is, there is counseling, there is medication, there are physical things that you can help your mental state, like, you know, physical activity, different things. I don't know all of the deep, the deep rooted issue, but I will say that it is treatable in to some extent and don't live in your sorrows alone. No. Like I just feel like I want people that have this and are listening to this and have trouble. If you haven't already go talk to someone. I agree. And I just want to put out this shameless plug because I think she is doing an amazing thing. <clears throat> Excuse me. 
Jessica Peters on Instagram. It's at see Jess Farm. Yes. She has started Secrets of Ag. And it is a place that you go and you just email your feelings, whatever it, you're dealing with. It's yeah, an you, email? Yeah, you email her. Okay. Or like it's a Google link and then it emails her. Yeah. She never shares your name. And I think you can click a box that you don't want to share your secret. Mm-hmm. But she shared some of them and they are deep. Like somebody needed to get that off their chest. And I think she is doing an amazing thing by doing that. An unbelievable thing. I love, I love that she's doing that. And I, I, every time I read them, I tear up because I'm like, someone is feeling so alone right now and they can't share it with anybody, but an anonymous post is amazing. It's amazing that she does that. I could not. And I'll, I will link her. If anything, I'll get her email and I'll link it and you guys can look at it. Well, here, let me read, let me just read a couple. I just pulled them up on Instagram again. See Jess farm. This is one she shared last week. Our family fell apart over the dairy farm this year. I'm scared and sad for what our holidays are going to look like. So that's probably someone just starting to go through like, they're scared, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I left my dairy farm partnership voluntarily because I was being taken advantage of and ultimately would never be successful. But my heart still doesn't believe it was the right choice. It hurts so terribly much. I mean, these are like deep thoughts and they're all anonymous. So if you have like, do you just want to share something? It's a great outlet. She is. Oh my gosh. That is, thank you for adding that because I forgot already about that. And that is such a powerful platform. Yeah, it is. She also sings beautiful songs on her Instagram. So definitely go check that her page out because it's a joy to be following her and to be her friend. Exactly. I agree. So um, according to the American Psychiatric Association, that is a mouthful. Yeah, APA. <laughs> um, it may be useful to follow up with a mental health professional if several of the following issues are occurring in your life. Sleep or appetite changes, dramatic sleep and appetite changes, or decline in your personal care. Yeah, mood changes. Withdrawal. Drop in functioning, which is like you can't function at things that you normally would function at. Like, de- like debilitating, sports. like truly paralyzing you. Yeah. Um, problems with thinking, concentration, like, memory, logical. Yeah. Increased sensitivity, sights, sounds, smells, touches, avoidance of overstimulating situations. Um, apathy, your loss of uh, initiative or desire to participate in activities. Feeling disconnected. Illogical thinking, which we all know what that can be. Yeah. Nervousness or anxiety. Yep. And just plain unusual behavior. Yeah. And again, those are from the American Psychiatric Association, not something Whitney and I came up with. Those are just true warning signs. So if you're listening and you're seeing that, um, I, that those are, those are the signs that someone needs to talk to someone. Right. I mentioned earlier that I reached out to my followers and I am like tear, tearing up at the response that I received because these individuals are so brave to share with little old me some of their issues throughout their life. And so Whitney and I were just chatting about how, how powerful social media can be and like Jess's platform. It's, it's all, it can be so bad sometimes, but the majority of the times it is such a good tool to utilize. Absolutely. Like I would never have met any of these people who messaged me. And like now I I feel so honored one that they trusted me to share their story and to then share it on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but like what a, oh, I love social media some days. Me too. I'm proud of each and every person who shared something um, to add to this conversation. I agree. So uh, anxiety was a over, I'm just going to talk about maybe some like overall themes that got talked about. I obviously, again, will not name drop. Um, Suffer from anxiety and depression, but this individual said that uh, physical activity like running and exercising helped significantly in their journey to um, overcome that depression and anxiety. Uh, Being on medication for depression doesn't mean it's permanent but it's okay if you need it. I liked that one. Yeah. Um, anxiety in the, their, this individual's thirties, it was crippling and their actual phys- they had physical ailments because of it. I mean, that's in their thirties. Like, it's not like you have to have this your whole life. It, it could be come it an issue later. Anytime. Yeah. Um, it's okay to not be okay. That was a, like, I like that. It's okay to not be okay. Um, sorry, I'm surfing through here. Are you on them? You can look, did you? No, I can get on. I postpartum anxiety. That's a big one. We all know that's one of those like taboo topics that is very real. The one that pops out at me is when you feel it coming, you have to fight hard not to let it consume you. Support is great. Oh, I like that too. It's not just something you can snap out of. I had one individual message me about um, like an eating disorder and just things that um, it's important not to hide it. I think that was an overall message, like fight it, don't hide it. It's nothing to be ashamed of mm-hmm. and it it's hard to help yourself sometimes. And so the overall message was like, get help. Oh, and also if you didn't know, you can go to the emergency room if it was an, a time of day that you didn't feel comfortable going somewhere else. I mean, you know, like maybe, I don't even know where you would go. I don't either. Um, but I you can go to more the about this topic, but I know, I know you can go to the emergency room. That's good to know because I did not know that. Me either. Talk to someone. You're not alone. That was kind of like the overall theme, but tons of people. I'm just so Right. Someone so, put study studies show that counseling works significantly better than antidepressants. And maybe it's some combination of both, but I never know. I didn't know that. Right. And each person is probably so different. Yeah. So from the outside looking in, it's hard to understand. And from the inside looking out, it's hard to explain. So it's okay if healing takes longer than you expected. Yeah. I don't think that there's a cookie cutter response to like getting better. No, I don't think there's not a a long battle. Yeah. There's not like a, like the steps of, you know, overcoming, um, oh, what did we just talk about? Uh, sadness and grieving. That was the Mm -hmm. word I'm looking for. There's not like a time frame. You don't have to get, you don't have to be better in a month. No. Or a week or a day. Right. It takes time and it's okay to not be okay. Um, but if Whitney and I can shed any light on this, we again are not counselors. We are just trying to talk about it. And as you can tell by us just chatting, we don't know enough about mental mental health awareness. Like we don't know enough to, we're, we're, we're trying to better equip ourselves rather. Yeah. And if anything, we bring some light to the subject that it is a real thing and that 
opening up is okay. Yeah. Yep. We share random stuff all the time. So by all means, um, if you, if you feel the need, um, share with someone, Mm -hmm. even if it's Jess. Yes, please do. Okay. We have a couple quotes today because there was a really powerful one. So I'll read the first one and Whitney, I'll let you follow up with the second. Okay. Here it goes. You are enough. You are good enough. You are smart enough. You are strong enough. You are beautiful enough. You are kind enough. You are brave enough. You are enough and you always will be. I love that. Mm -hmm. That's powerful. It needs to be on like a wall. If we need like a canvas painting of it. Right. Okay. So mine is just keep swimming. Mental health isn't a battle to be won. It is a journey to continue walking. There is always someone or something out there worth swimming for my friend. I like that too. I think that's, love it. Yeah. It's a good one. We want to follow up the podcast. If you or someone you know needs help, the National Suicide Prevention Line is 1-800-273-8255. There are obviously other resources, but if it gets to this point, that's the number. Again, 1-800-273-8255. Okay, so now we are going to an interview with a special guest, and she's a farm girl. She's grown up on a farm. She's dealt with depression, anxiety, and some really big trauma since seventh grade up and now till her thirties. So she's going to bring a lot of light, um, to some very heavy subjects. Yeah. I'm excited for this because we can't speak to these topics and it's going to be great to get someone on here that is, is open and willing to share. Okay. So we're going to head over to Lindley. We sure appreciate all of you listening today. We would love to reach more women in ag. If you would like, please share our podcast with your friends and let us know what you think. You can also find us on Instagram at farmwifeguru and at the grateful farmwife. Be sure to follow or subscribe to the Midwest Farmwives podcast on your favorite podcast streaming app. We'll see you next time. And remember, every day may not be good, but there is some good in every day. Stay grateful, friends.